Welcome back, everybody. Week 11 in the books. We are in now at the uh, the end of the fantasy football season. Really, everybody should be making their playoff push. And today we have the week 12 wa- waiver wire ads that you need to make to make the playoffs. Alex, how'd you do? How did you fare in week 11? I watched the Bears game. So did As I. I believe you did too, Jason. You were in attendance. I may have had better a better seat than you at home. That's debatable because I could change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> there was, uh, if you've also been checking out our Twitter page, Jason's wife caught him slamming a beer at the Bears game on uh, regional television, at least with Tony Romo and Jim Nance. There was a call that went against the Bears. His buddy was yelling at the field and Jason slamming a Miller light. Yep. And then as soon as I get done slamming my, my brewski, my watch goes off and I get the notification that Jonathan Taylor has scored his 18th touchdown of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What an incredible, uh, crazy. incredible week for him. Really great. Yeah, so my uh, my week was fine. Um, I started out the week with a big plus $3,500 parlay on the Patriots minus 20 and a half and the under 35, which hit, which was wonderful from a gambling perspective. Uh, fantasy football is fine. My teams that were doing well kind of had a down week, honestly. And that's okay because that it was just kind of bound to happen and and that's fine. And now as we push our way into the playoff stretch here all of a sudden for the first time this year at least in my from my perspective the 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 added week seems long because it's like we're going into week 12 it's thanksgiving and generally you're like all right hey when did the fantasy playoffs start and they're still like three four weeks away depending on your your settings and it And it's just a long, long season. If you're still engaged, thank you for listening to us, first of all. And this is, sorry to spoil it for you, this is a weak waiver week because there just wasn't a lot of injuries, which is actually kind of surprising given the longevity of the the length of the season. There wasn't a lot of injuries. It's kind of slowed down. And you're looking at some borderline players this week, at least in my opinion. There were not a lot of injuries, but there were a couple, a couple key ones. And uh, why don't we roll the intro before we get into who our ads are for this week? Let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go. Fantasy Football Sackos. We Can we take 11. a second? We need to slow down. I'm not in a big hurry to get to the Thursday Thanksgiving game between Andy Dalton and what's was Tyler something like, do we know who the Lions quarterback is? Like, it's just so bad. Oh, my God. Tim Boyle. Oh, that sounds like a high school basketball coach that you hated or football coach for that matter. It's better than David Blau balls. Hey. David David Blau was the quarterback for the Lions last year on Thanksgiving. And what what was this guy's name? Tim Boyle. Fantastic. Back-to-back years. Love Thanksgiving football. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Bad. 
Uh, man, I just the what just two bad teams falling into each other on Thanksgiving for three hours. I'm really, really excited to see that game. Jason, how do you feel about going to the Bears Ravens game and showing up to see Lamar versus Fields and, and watching Tyler Huntley the- versus Andy Dalton? Yeah. How does that feel? Well, one backup is better than one of the starters, and the other backup was much worse than one of the starters. Take a guess which one I think is better. I have no idea what you just said, but both of the Ravens were better than both of the Bears. No, no, no. I meant that Andy Dalton is better right now than Justin Fields at football. Oh, that's wrong. It's not. It is not. No, that's wrong. Watch it. That's so wrong. Watch it for three hours. I did too, and it was miserable, and every Bears game's miserable. Andy Dalton came in and scored a touchdown in a a minute and a half. Okay, I could have thrown that pass, and so could you. Justin Fields would have missed. He missed Mooney. Dude, you're the worst Bears fan. Justin Fields missed Mooney so many times. Oh, you're the worst. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, Jason. He does not have the offensive line to give him enough time as a rookie that is new. He should not be playing. I think that Andy Dalton gives the Bears a better chance to win week in, week out than Justin Fields. This, this is the end of the fantasy football sackos. I, I don't know if Darnell I can talk Mooney with you. Mooney is a better start with Andy Dalton than Justin Fields. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Yeah. Robinson is. They all but are. Mooney's not. They all are. Mooney. No, no. Mooney does like yoga with fields yep. off the field. They're they're close. Yeah, it's that's it's, that's just a that's a bad, 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 bad take. If the Bears are ever gonna do anything, if Justin Fields is bad then they're screwed and they might as well find out sooner rather than later. Sorry, guys. That's not why you're here, but that is terrible. That's That's not terrible. That's terrible. It is terrible. It's really bad. Pat Mahomes sat for a year. Aaron Rodgers sat. So what? Who cares? I'm just saying, there are a lot of dudes that went out there and sat. There's a lot of dudes that came in first year, were not ready. Justin Fields is one of them. Okay. It's wrong. Yeah, it, and uh, Deshaun Watson sat for literally a half while Tom Savage was the starting quarterback. And then they put Deshaun Watson in and he destroyed everybody. So, yeah. And the Bears yeah, should have just, drafted him over Mitch Trubisky years ago. And I said that then and I say that now. Let's, let's just move on. <laughs> God. We've been through 87 quarterbacks in the last 20 years. I mean, what do you, what makes you think that we're going to get it right this time? Uh, There's no hope. The bears are the worst. They don't have a GM. They don't have a coach. They barely have an owner for just shout out to Virginia McCaskey. That stadium though, that that stadium was electric when Dalton threw that. That stadium is trash. Well, the energy was palpable when they scored and took the lead right at the end of the game. And then you, you, but you knew they were going to give it away. 
You can't get to Soldier Field. You can't get out of Soldier Field. It's basically living in jail for three hours. I walked for an hour and a half after the game. From Metro? Just to get to the blue line. Yeah. It was it's miserable to go it's anywhere. The worst. It, and I thought the same thing about Wrigley Field when they were talking about relocating. The Bears better go out to Arlington Heights because they'll, you can get in and get out. You can't get into Chicago and get out of there. I I was, uh, this is from 2010. Sorry, guys. We'll get to waivers here in a second. We were going to go into like a Manchester United versus like, I, they might have been playing like the Chicago Fire or something like that. And I was coming from Vernon Hills. And for two hours, we were in the car and we ended up missing the entire soccer game because of the oh. fact that we were sitting in traffic the entire time and you just you can't get into the damn game. You just can't. You can't get there via car. We actually got out of the car right next to McCormick Place and had to jump over the line into the tailgate parking lot. It was a mess. It's disgusting, but it's, it's the worst. It's the worst fan experience in the NFL. Yeah, by far. All right, let's let's talk some waivers, shall we? Week 12. Everybody's do, got playoffs coming to? up. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, there were a couple injuries. I think we have to start. In my mind, I think we have to start with the uh, ankle injury to Michael Carter. Um, yeah. It looks like he's going to miss at least a couple weeks. I think Ty Johnson is a mid-range RB2 for at least that amount of time. I don't... I worry about Tevin Coleman sneaking goal line carries and taking some work away, though. Um, Coleman played 34% of snaps with five carries and one target. Uh, Johnson was the secondary running back, but that kind of looked like it changed. Um... It's going to be interesting to see what that uh, split comes out to. Johnson played 34% of snaps, had one carry and one target against the Finns. Um, I think that they're both flex options. Um, But, I mean, Ty Johnson's going to be the two-minute guy, and if they're down, I think there's a chance that he could have a whole lot of catches piled on. So, um, yeah, how much fab or do you have any interest in Ty Johnson? Yeah, I think so. Houston allows the 10th most points to fantasy running backs uh, going into this week where they were somewhat stingy to Tennessee. So that's a great matchup, at least in my opinion, at Houston this week and then home against Philly. So this is like a one, two week play. It should be noted that Ty Johnson, this is the first week that he hasn't scored in a while or at least had like a productive game. So going back to week five, he had, he had in half PPR 10.4, 10.1, 17.1, 11.1. So there was a good stretch there where he was putting up a lot of a lot of points and he's getting the catches, he's getting the yards. So if he's going to take care of all of those receptions that Michael Carter was getting, this is a fine start. Now, does it matter if it's Flacco or White or Wilson? Probably not. They're going to be they're going to be behind Houston's favorite in this game. Game script. Does it really matter? Probably not. I'm banking on Ty Johnson to have the catches 
I would assume he's going to have four to five catches in this game. He's going to have 30 to 50 yards. If he gets in the end zone, that's great. And I would expect him to have somewhere in the five to seven carry range. And honestly, that's the best you're going to get this week. So from, from like a fab perspective, 5%? I, I just don't think you have to go more than that. Okay. I hear you. Yeah, I would go 5% or less, honestly, on those guys. Um, not a lot there. Now, what there, are... there isn't, but it, hey, I, I talked to Frank Gore all year last year about, hey, he's a starting running back. He might as well get him. I think that I think it applies to Ty Johnson. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not that in, interested in anybody else because at least Ty has put up double digit fantasy points previously. Right. Okay. Now, what about our next waiver wire ad? Uh, Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman remained the lead running back for the Ravens even after Latavius Murray came back. Uh, played True. 57% of snaps with 16 carries, 49 yards against a, a good Bears uh, defensive line. Also yeah. had a touchdown. Well, I guess they were out with oh, they were without Khalil, but still, yeah, uh, no, no, Akeem Hicks either, and Goldman got banged up midway through the game. But your point remains. Uh, he all he was also targeted six times, caught them That's all for thirty one yards. Um, Tyler Huntley started the game. Who's mobile? He did. Not like Lamar, but still very mobile. Um, still Freeman remaining the lead option. Twenty points close to it. In half PPR scoring, uh, 20 in full PPR, uh, he's topped, what, double-digit points in four out of the past five? Um, Yeah. So, Murray only played 38% of snaps, saw 10 carries, two targets. He should definitely be rostered in deeper formats, uh, especially, I guess, if he reclaims that lead dog role. But are you going to go out and spend for Devonta Freeman? Do I have to? He's rostered in 34% of ESPN leagues. Yeah. Cleveland this week is giving up right in the middle of the pack. They're giving up the 16th most most points to fantasy running backs this year. So an okay matchup at home. And then it's at Pittsburgh at Cleveland again. So not, not a great little stretch coming up here. I really wish this was J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards. Right. I really, I really do. <laughs> I, I'm I just so them. excited for next year. I want them back in my life. I want to get on the Gus bus. I would like to see J.K. Dobbins disappoint you personally over and over again every single week. There is, uh, I, how can you not like him? 22 touches in a given week is a lot of touches, even against the mediocre Chicago Bears defense. 20, like you take 22 touches every, every day of the week, twice on Sunday, especially if it's on Sunday or Thursday or Monday, it doesn't really matter. But 22 touches, he's probably an RB2 at worst the rest of the year, right? If he's going to have that money, if he's going to have that many touches, rostering 34% of leagues, this is probably like a 15 to 20% ad. Even though I know we waffle back and forth or we have at least the whole year between Latavius and and Freeman, but it seems like they're sticking with Freeman. Yeah, I agree. 
If they're, like, if they're sticking I, I, with I Freeman. I, I don't want to like it, honestly. I, I've, I've no desire to like that at all. So how much fab are you putting down? He's rostered uh, in a f- 33% of ESPN leagues. I said 15 to 20. Maybe it's less than 10 just because you can get them and people are just sick of dealing with the Ravens running backs. I also feel like we've recommended a bunch of fab on on Ravens running backs all year and everybody's added them and dropped them. And yeah. like, you're just kind of, you're kind of doing the Carlton where you're just kind of going back and forth and adding and dropping depending on the side you're snapping on. It's rough. It's rough. It's probably less than 10% just because you don't know what he's going to do in the next week or two, but 22 touches is RB two at worst level every single week should be added in all 12 team leagues. Devonta Freeman. No doubt. hundred percent. No doubt. I I'm actually shocked that he was rostered in only 34% of leagues just with it's, you know, it seems like there's a lot of competitive leagues around, especially now people are COVID. They have nothing else to do and are looking to add people. 34% is just too low, especially with how consistent he had been before this week. Absolutely. Um, well, that does it for Devonta. Uh, my next running back ad is we get to our random ass running backs after random ass running backs after two guys <laughs> that people may have heard of. Now we're just scratching because that is how Uh-oh. shallow the ads are this week. Um, Dontrell Hilliard was probably the most random <laughs> scoring running back this week. He played, Who? yeah, sixty. What played sixty three percent of the snaps for the Titans with a team high ten targets, caught eight balls for forty seven yards, <laughs> which is obscene. Seven carries for thirty five yards. I mean, they were down the whole game against the Texans. And the Titans were projected to just steamroll these dudes. Um, Stop. So quit. Uh, Hilliard, I think, obviously surpassed Jeremy McNichols, who's like the biggest waste of fab all time this year. Now, Mc, Mc, McNichols was out. He was hurt. So he was he, he did not dress. Yeah, he didn't dress. So is Hilliard now the pass catching running back? I, I don't know. It looks like there's just a lot of indecisiveness back there? The answer is no. Absolutely not. And if anything, this actually speaks well for Jeremy McNichols right down the stretch, at least marginally. Right? If if you're going to give him that many catches, those are generally McNichols catches. But they weren't because he wasn't. But they weren't. They weren't. So... What would you be looking for if you were McNick? Like, hey, Hilliard. Okay, that's fine. I'm looking at it from a McNichols perspective. So Houston's done now. Next week you got New England, which is a brutal and, matchup, and then a bye, and then a bye. So you're not you're not going to add. You're definitely not going to add Hilliard because the next two weeks he's going to do probably zero points, regardless of who's healthy. It doesn't matter. I, I just and then you have week him. fourteen, so you get one yeah. week against Jacksonville. Yeah. Of upside. And then you have to swing for the fence and decide if you're going to play him against Pittsburgh, San Fran, or Miami in the playoffs. Which you're not going to do. Tennessee has the eighth hardest schedule for fantasy running backs during the playoffs with the aforementioned uh, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, 
So yeah, this is this is a nothing burger. If anything, it just speaks well for McNichols, and you hope he can get back on track when he's healthy. Okay. So would you add McNichols? Yes, for nothing. Even though I dropped him in our league, that I spent like thirty five percent of my fab on. <laughs> Like, this so, is the guy. Yeah, you spent $35 out of your, yeah, yeah. 35%. Yeah, I did. Great job. I did. I listened to our advice. Attaboy, Alex. Don't listen, don't listen to our advice. That's the only 35 bucks you spent all year and you dropped the guy. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You're right. All right. Next up in Alex, please continue. You just, you do it so much. Random ass running back. I was going to say you do it so much better than I do. Rex Burkhead. Rawr. Rex Burkhead saw 18 carries in week 11 against the Titans. Turned him into 40 yards. Played 44% of the snaps. Um, He's had a couple sneaky games. Um, Really hate the fact that I'm talking about Rex Burkhead right now. <laughs> but... 18 carries 40 yards. I don't you can't you can't ignore it. No. <sighs> Until he gets hurt again, and then you can probably ignore it again. So he had 18 carries. David Johnson had 13 carries in that game. Again, where they were leading the entire time against the Titans. It's really important to figure out who's going to be the guy here. <laughs> Like well, they basically I, I cut Philip Lindsay out of the equation. Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't know if there is a guy, but they're they're mad. So they got the Jets this week, which is an okay matchup. Down the stretch, they have the sixth best schedule for running backs. The sixth best in the playoffs. They have Jacksonville, the Chargers, and San Francisco. The last three weeks. The first two have been real bad against the running back position. So if you can figure out which one or which two, it's, I mean, I, I guess it's the two Philip Lindsay's out. I just don't know. It's, I guess it's Burkhead. I, I, Ouch. I guess until he gets hurt. I, I don't know, but they, they are probably playable. In week 15 and week 16 against Jacksonville and the and the Chargers. David the first Johnson. Fancy playoffs. David Johnson, 13 carries, 18 yards. I know. Three catches, 16 yards. I mean, ah, it is so sad to see a player just be absolutely washed like a former stud. Yeah. David Johnson Frank. is washed. They'd be better off having Frank Gore, honestly. Yeah, something. Um, My guy. I am not going to add David Johnson, but I would consider Rex Burkhead as a $0 add. I agree. I, I think you got to hope for one of them to get hurt, which honestly isn't really that difficult for either one of them at this point in their careers. Yeah. And if you have the one that isn't hurt, I actually do think they're playable week 15, 16. So I, I would speculatively add either of them, honestly. Next up, and as a follow-up to one of our last week waiver wire ads, is Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, he was the hey, lead hey. back for the 49ers with Elijah Mitchell out due to his hand injury. Uh, Wilson played 56% of snaps, 
had 19 carries and two targets, finished with uh, just 58 yards. But that volume was there. That volume was there. Um, I think he's clearly the second back behind Mitchell now with Hasty out. Um, I think that there's definitely some volume for him to be a flex option. He was barely missed on a touchdown by Garoppolo. Um, Mitchell's obviously banged up. If he continues to miss time, Wilson's the guy. I definitely think he's worth holding as a bench stash. Um, how about you talk to me about what you think about Jeff Wilson after this week and what you do or don't like about the 49ers schedule moving forward? Yeah, I'm not trying to ruin a potential second pod this week, but it is important to note that the 49ers have the third easiest schedule for running backs the rest of the way. And that's week 11 through week 17. From weeks 15 to 17, they have the 10th easiest schedule. So it's real great the next short term wise, where if Jeff Wilson Jr. is available while Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a broken finger, he's a probable high end RB2, low end RB1 until Mitchell comes back. Mitchell's clearly more explosive. I would expect Mitchell to be back for the playoffs. So short term wise, fantastic, right? You got Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's that's good. That's overly good. So if he's available, he should be added. From a fab perspective, it's tough. If are you assuming that Elijah Mitchell misses misses Mitches? Trubisky do you think he misses the next week or two a broken finger I don't know how critical that is I don't I actually don't remember what hand it's on but if 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 he missed this week I would expect him to miss one or two more right he almost evidently played this week so I would guess at this point I would be surprised if he ended up having to miss another one um Kyle Shanahan still called Elijah Mitchell day to day with the finger. Um, he said he's not able to comment on his status for Sunday uh, yet, but that Mitchell did not practice Monday. So nah, nobody practices Monday. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd spend any fab on Jeff Wilson Jr. If he's available and you're probably in a league that they're not paying that much attention to. So maybe 5% max. I'm assuming Elijah Mitchell's coming back this year with that comment, though. Trey Sermon had 10 carries for 32 yards in that game. Does that mean anything to you? No. Okay. That door is... Does it to you? No, that door is still firmly closed for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Elijah Mitchell is the guy there for them when he's healthy. Every other guy, I don't really know how much value they would have. Yeah. And quite honestly... Go ahead. No, I was just say zero bid for all of them. If you get them, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. And Elijah Mitchell's the one down. Yeah, and and Debo's might be the running back to add. <laughs> you know, he might be the running back there when with Mitchell out. My goodness. So just just hope he yeah just hope he doesn't get RB eligibility at this point. Next up is. In in our another, I guess Alex, and I want to cut you off. Another one of our random, random ass running backs. There it is another yeah, random listen. ass running back. Is the bread man Matt Breida? Oh, uh, a fat, uh. 
Master of the gluten. <laughs> ah, champion of the bread. Uh, played 32% of snaps. Team high, five carries for 51 yards. Saw two targets. 67 yards total. Um, all other Buffalo backs combined for under 50 yards on the day. Um, <laughs> what a crappy, crappy running back roster. It's, yeah, oh, it's just super frustrating. God. So, would you ever add the bread man, Matt Breida, had 7.2 fantasy points and half PPR? And 16 and a half the week before. Yeah. So, <laughs> two scores. Maybe? Although their schedule sucks. At New Orleans, home against New England, at Tampa Bay next three weeks. Running back, Carolina, and then at New England again. Like, that is terrible. Yeah. Like, that is. And I feel like before the season, we're like, oh, hey, the Bills don't have that tough of a schedule. You should look at it. And now all of a sudden, you're looking at week 12, New Orleans, New England, Tampa Bay, Carolina, New England is just terrible so this is a zero ad if he's going to take over the backfield maybe zach moss devin singletary haven't really done that much you're probably never starting any of them regardless because of that matchup so pass on the bread i love bread though (laughs) my wife just walked into the room and she shook her head (laughs) <laughs> with especially warm bread with a little bit of butter that you can spread on it, but not, not Matt Brita. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, hi, Hannah. Um, all right. I have some other random ass running backs that I guess that I want to chat about. Um, you have to say it right if you're going to say it. Random ass running backs. That's better. Um, My in-laws are in the house, so I can't like yell it. Oh, is that what's going on? Okay. Yeah. My my bad. So these dudes are all rostered in like 10% or 5% or less. First up, Rashad Penny. um, Nope. Came back. (laughs) First carry, took it for 18 yards, hurt his hammy. And finish, oh. finish with two carries on 19 yard for 19 yards. Literally, Pete Carroll could not have hyped up Rashad Penny more than he did before this game. But I mean, Chris Carson is done for the year. You have Alex Collins, who's been hot and cold. I was really hoping for a little bit of Rashad Penny. And then wham bam, thank you, ma'am. No hammy. Yeah, Pete Carroll went to the bank a couple weeks ago to get his quarterback out of there, and it has provided zero really dividends so for bad. the Seahawks. <laughs> that was terrible. Come on. Come on. Was, I knew. I knew. I knew what it was going to be. I know. And yeah. it was still bad. Well, I'm, just, I'm just here to be consistent. I don't know if anything I've ever said is good. <laughs> um... Okay. I don't want I drop Rashad Elijah Penny. Penny's yeah, Elijah Penny. Uh yeah, Rashad Penny's been healthy for approximately four games in his life. He's a first round pick. He's gotten paid his ten million dollars. He won't even be in the NFL next year. 
Give me all the Alex Collins. Give me the DJ Dallas who had the the rushing touchdown this week. Uh, you can you can keep your penny whether it's heads up or tails up. Uh, oh my god! Again, all right. Well, let's see what <laughs> bad pun you come up with this one for Tony oh, Jones. Please. Tony hmm. Jones Jr. Camara okay. uh, has missed the last couple games because of a reported MCL sprain. Mark Ingram mm-hmm. saw 15 carries and five catches per game in his two starts without Camara. And in it's my true. opinion, is a, basically a borderline RB1. But mm-hmm. Tony Jones just came back this last week um, against Philly. So maybe does because. New Orleans was fine basically anointing Tony Jones as the backup prior to the start of the season. And then he got hurt. So now with him getting healthy, are they comfortable putting him back in that position or is it, is it all Mark Ingram? No, it's all Mark Ingram. Kamara's coming back soon. And Jones had three carries. This is a, hey, keep your eye on him. You have no need to add him, especially against Buffalo, who was, previous to this week, the number one against quarterbacks, number one against running backs, number one against wide receivers for points allowed. Uh, That obviously changed this week after facing the Colts. But uh, yeah, I have no no interest in adding Tony Jones Jr., especially with Mark Ingram there. All right. Okay. Um... No Ma- puns. You're welcome. I was honestly, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping for one. I had literally nothing. I know. I, I, spent, I know you would have. I, no, I, yeah, I, I spent the entire two minutes searching and that was the best I could, uh, could, could, could come up with, which was nothing. Easy for you to say. Now, yeah. my uh, next player... Please stop naming these crappy players off. He's rostered in more than 50% of leagues. So. Then why are we talking about him? He's not technically eligible. However, if he is on the waiver wire, I think he should be added in all 12 team leagues. Maybe. I'll let you know. That is Tony Pollard. Oh, yeah. So, Tony Pollard rostered in only 57% of leagues. So, he's, he's barely ineligible for this. Uh, carried the ball seven times for 50 yards. Caught both of his targets for another 20 yards through the air in uh, the loss to Kansas City. However, mm-hmm. Mr. Ezekiel Elliott uh, tweaked his knee during the game. Yeah, but it looked like it was his ankle the way that the guy came down on him. But yeah, he said it was his knee, which is weird. And I, I'd be surprised if he practices at least to start the week. So I almost think Pollard could maybe even be like a sneaky ad because if if they don't come out with any real injury news by the time waivers process Wednesday, I think you'll have a lot of people that don't really try to put in for Pollard. Um, but Pollard should yeah. be rostered in every 12 team league. And I would argue even most tens. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, they're facing the ninth, uh, worst or best team to go against from a fantasy perspective against the running back. So the, the Raiders give up the ninth most points to running backs. They're facing on Thanksgiving. They have no Amari Cooper. They have no, 
CD Lamb, at some point you have to run the ball, right? And if Zeke isn't healthy, which doesn't seem like he is, and Tony Pollard, to your point, has individual value. Uh, he is the 25th ranked running back on the year. He's averaged just under 10 points a game in half PPR. So he's, he has value, just stand alone. And if you're telling me Zeke isn't 100% healthy and they're facing the team that gives up the ninth most points, he is an automatic ad and should be rostered in every league. At least in my opinion. Absolutely agree. All right. Uh, any other running backs that you want to chat about? Anybody I missed? I don't think so. I'm still waiting for Tree Cohen to come back, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I got nothing. The only thing I would say is there's a lot of guys that I think I'd also be okay with people adding. Um, guys, clear handcuffs or clear backups to RB1s, the Alexander Madisons of the world. Kalen, Devontae Booker, Devontae Booker, even Kalen Balage for Najee, Ronald mm-hmm. Jones, as evidenced by tonight, stuck a Khalil, touchdown. Yeah. Khalil Herbert. Yeah. So there's those guys should be rostered because the upside is there. Yep. Um, I agree. <clears throat> well, that does it for my running backs. Yeah, there's 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 nothing else to really talk about. Just uh, hopefully a bunch of players aren't on IR because of COVID or whatever is going on. And speaking of, I think there is a very singular number one ad from a wide receiver perspective, and that's Michael Gallup, right? Yeah, he's rostered in two thirds of leagues already, though. But yes, I'm I'm surprised that it's that much, honestly. Yeah. But he he's, he's up going to be their number one wide receiver. Week. He's up 15% after last week's five targets, three catches, 40 yards. So for some reason that sparked the yeah, interest, which was, which was surprising, right? Because I, I, it has to be once Amari was announced out that everybody was like, Oh, wide receiver two Cowboys. Fantastic. But he, he should be added everywhere. He's their number one this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the rest of the wide receivers, Alex, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, about your favorite Black Friday item? Oh, hey there. My name's Alex, and I would like to tell you about the holiday season that's coming up and Thanksgiving. And you know what that means. It's not about spending time with your family. It's not about enjoying turkey or the delicious food. It's about trying to figure out what is the best deal to get online or in the store. And let me tell you what that best deal is. It is by going to manscaped.com. 25, 25%. We've been giving you 20% off the entire year. By using the promo code SACOS. And you can still use that if you want. But there is a better deal than using promo code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S, at checkout. And that's just by going to manscaped.com this weekend. Black Friday deals all over the website, 25% off. You can get the Lawnmower 4.0. You can get the Weed Whacker to take care of those unseemly hairs coming out of your big old noggin. There is soap. 
all deodorant, foot deodorant, body wash, shampoo, you name it, they got it. Manscaped.com is where you got to go. And now's the time to load up. Hey, we appreciate you helping out the Sackos by using our promo code. But if you've been putting us off, which I get it. Black Friday, manscaped.com. That's the place to be. There you go. You don't even need code Sackos this week, but we'll, we'll, the code will be back in usage next week. Sure. Uh, Black Friday sale, 25% off your entire order and free shipping. Happy holidays. You know, cross off a gift for both wish lists. The perfect package for his perfect package at manscaped.com. Giddy up. Yahoo. Okay. <laughs> there you no, go. seriously, all, all, all their stuff is really great. And yeah, hey, they give us free stuff to talk about it uh, with you guys, but we, we could not recommend it enough. It's, uh, it, it's really been great. It, it seriously is the, the body wash is fantastic and it doesn't cost that much and you smell great and your significant other will love you for it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that is going to do it for our Manscaped plug. Let's dive right, right back into these, uh, these wide receivers. Um, Darnell Mooney had 16 targets, if you could believe it. Praise God. Thank you, Andy Dalton. Uh, he caught five he didn't of them. do anything. He got a touchdown with Andy Dalton, didn't he? Yeah, but it was him. It it was 121 yards and a touchdown. I say play design. 121 yards and a touchdown from Andrew Red Rifle Rocket Dolphin. <laughs> you you're embarrassing yourself by saying he's better than Fields. Now there's played better than Fields yesterday. I don't know. If there was somebody, I don't know who it was that had more than 15 targets uh, yesterday, but 16 is pretty much a lot. He's got almost 20 points in half PPR the last two games. Uh, one of those was with with Fields. One of those was with the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. But here's the thing. They're facing Detroit this week, which is... a an okay matchup coming in the week. They were getting up the 16th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Donald Mooney's all they got. We're assuming Allen Robinson doesn't play again because of a hamstring injury. So yeah, this is fun. Darnell Mooney without Allen Robinson, 48 and a half percent target share. That is silly. I'm sorry. What you said? 49% target 49% share. 49% nice. target share. That's I'm, not nice. I'm That's the, obscene. No, no, I'm I'm calling it nice. I don't I don't care what the number is. It's it's nice. Yeah. So um, broke my own rule. More than twelve fantasy points in three straight and four of his past five. He needs to be rostered in all the leagues, basically. Yeah, cl- clearly they're number one even when Allen Robinson is healthy. So hey, you're gonna have a number one wide receiver, maybe on a terrible offense. I get it. But their fantasy stretch is fine for wide receivers. I think Mooney could actually be a big value next year if Allen Robinson leaves. No doubt. Mooney. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely leaving. He's a steal in drafts. 
Yeah, it wouldn't actually be surprising to see him kind of be like a Marquise Brown that's going later where you're like, can he throw? Uh, I don't know if I like their offense that much. And then explodes to be a wide receiver too at worst. All right. Uh, next up, keep it in the division. Marquez Valdez Scantling saw a team high 10 targets in week 11, caught four of them <laughs> for 123 yards and a score. He's yeah, it was a 75-yard touchdown, right? He's always got that long ball threat, but 10 targets, you you only need to catch four of them. Um, yeah, that's more targets than he had in the previous three games that he played. Uh, well, Alan so, Lazard was out, and if Lazard continues to be out, I think MVS is a great play. Maybe. So before the 75-yard touchdown, right, he had three catches for 50 yards. So he, he can, you know, he is more of a deeper threat, but he'll also catch those short, like, screen passes from Rodgers. They have the Rams this week. You're imagining that they're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Mr. Adams. So this is an opportunity, right, for MVS to potentially do something against the Rams at home. So, yeah, he's fine. I don't think I'd spend any money on him. He's only rostering 3.2% of leagues or ESPN leagues. Let me rephrase that. I've always liked MVS. So, he, he Rodgers is going to take a deep shot to him once or twice a game. And if he comes down with it, you have a 10 plus point week. There you go. Yeah, I like MVS a lot. Um, especially if Lazard, who's out with the shoulder, continues to be out with the shoulder. Future um, Hall of Famer, Alan Lazard. Don't you forget owe me a million it. dollars, by the way. Don't yeah. forget it. Um, yeah, MVS, I think, is a sneaky good play in week 12. Yeah. Next up, Cedric Wilson had seven targets in week 11, caught four of them for 36 yards. He um, sucks. Amari Cooper is going to miss Thanksgiving Day because of COVID. CeeDee Lamb is concussed. Um, has a four day turnaround. I mean, obviously Gallup's the wide receiver one, but Wilson has to be the second wide receiver. So I watched, I think I've watched multiple Cowboys games and every time I watch Cedric Wilson, he drops at least two passes. (laughs) So Uh, you can, you can pick him up and play him. I'm I'm not going to dispute that. He's going to drop at least one wide open pass on Thanksgiving against the Raiders. And I want you to think about me when he does it. Honestly, just think about me. That's all, that's all I want. I'll think about you anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. He's fine, but he's going to have a very bad drop on Thanksgiving. Just, just mark it down. That's fine. Um, I guess I, there's one other guy that's out there and people don't know Rondell whether Moore, do you want, do you want to mention him? Sure. Talk to me I about mean, Rondale. So roster in 23% of leagues, he's a rookie. Uh, he had 11 catches for 51 yards this week on 11 targets. Colt McCoy was just the old, the old, uh, Tommy gun back there of checking down real quick. So, I don't, I don't think he's worth adding. I'm assuming Hopkins is coming back soon with Kyler Murray. Rondo Moore, 
just something to monitor. I, I don't think you have to go crazy on. Did, did you have somebody else from the wide receiver spot? Uh, I like, was going... Michael Hardman doesn't matter. AJ Green, maybe. I was going to ask you about potentially some guys that are roster bombs. Um, oh. But before I do that, I want to know, do you have any thoughts on Russell Gage? This is related to one of my roster bombs. Russell Gage, eight targets, five catches, 50 yards against New England, seven and a half fantasy points. Currently, That's fine against their defense. Their defense is good. Uh, like the Patriots defense is fantastic, but that's coming off a week where he had zero catches for zero yards on three targets. So, yes. Yeah. So he's, he's had eight targets in two of the last three games. The Falcons, oh, pretty rough. The Falcons, yeah, pretty, pretty rough stretch there. The Falcons netted 125 passing yards. I know because I had the Patriots defense and it was wonderful, at least in the league. Their their last three games have been pretty tough, right? At New Orleans, at Dallas, home against New England. And it kind of lightens up the next two weeks at Jacksonville, Tampa Bay's secondary is pretty roughed up. So I like Russell Gage, only rostered in 20% of leagues. It's a tough drop because they don't have anybody else, right? I mean, unless like, yeah, tight end pits is fine, but they don't have any other wide receivers. No, no, they know. Um, Tim Patrick is out there, but I don't think he's necessarily Brand new contract, relevant. Tim Patrick. Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily relevant, though. No, that's a hell of a three wide receiver set, right? Between him, Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton. That's, yeah. that's very, very tasty for Aaron Rodgers to throw to next year. But in the short term, with Jerry Judy back, I think Tim Patrick is... You got to hope he scores a touchdown and that's, that's tough asking being the, the third or maybe fourth option when Noah fans healthy. All right. And then I got some roster bombs. What are you doing with Calvin Ridley? So he's, oh, we, we were looking at this before we started, right? And so he's rostered in 80% of leagues. You have him. He's rostered in every league that I'm in, which is somewhat surprising. I don't think he's coming back, right? That's a tough... If you have an IR spot, then yeah, he should be held in that spot. But that's a, that's a rough ask to, to keep him if you don't have a IR spot, in, at least in my opinion. I don't think he's coming back. Coach Arthur Smith said again today, Monday, that he still does not have an update on Ridley's personal status for Adam Schefter. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. So. Ouch. Um, I'm holding Kelvin Ridley because the upside is too great. If he's been dropped, he could be a league winner in the playoffs at San Fran, home against Detroit at Buffalo. I don't hate that. At least I don't hate the first two weeks. Not a huge fan of that Buffalo, mm -hmm. but um, definitely could be worse matchups out there. And, you know, he's going to have 10 plus targets a week. Yeah, you just got to hope he comes back. I have no expectations. I understand rostering him if he's available and you have the roster flexibility. It's a tough ask, but I, I if he's available, I would go pick him up. Let's put it that way. It's hard to hold on to him. If he's available, I'd go pick him up. And then uh, my last uh, running back wide receiver is Chase Edmonds. What are you doing with Chase Edmonds? 
He's been dropped in about 10% of leagues. Uh, his ownership is uh, slowly decreasing and is now about 75%. Okay. Go, go pick him up, assuming he comes back. I would actually be more interested in going and picking up Derrick Henry, <laughs> who, who, if he is available, I mean, he's been dropped in 15% of leagues. He's only rostered in 80, 85% of leagues. Um, and it's possible that he comes back for week 17. So... I'm just saying that it's possible that you could get a week out of Derrick Henry home against Miami for the fantasy football title if he's available. Man. So that's if if he's available, that would be the preferred guy of everybody we talked about that I would go and add to try to hit the one week home run. <sighs> that he doesn't play anyway. Maybe, maybe not, but I'd rather I'd rather go for the for the whole whole thing than take a marginal ad. The whole enchilada. Yeah. Uh, a, a couple other wide receivers that I just wanted to mention real quick and somebody who I almost picked picked up and started. Uh, DeAndre Carter, who's Washington's wide receiver, uh, has a touchdown in three straight games for them. Uh, he's basically had 10, 10 points or more each of the last three games. Um, so somebody that should be monitored, um, in, in your league. So Deandre Carter is somebody that I would, I would look at. And then if Allen Robinson doesn't play again against Detroit, I would take a look at Marquise Goodwin, uh, who had eight targets this week, uh, for the bears, uh, only rostered in 0.2% of leagues. He caught the long touchdown at the end of the game, but he was active and, He's an Olympic sprinter, so he, he's fast and really hits, really fits the naggy profile. So don't be surprised to see him one, see him potentially break one on Thanksgiving, if the Detroit defense is going to focus on Darnell Mooney. Um, and then I, I don't really have anybody else from the wide receiver spot. I do have one tight end though. If if we're transitioning to that, yeah, give me your tight end quarterbacks. So tight end. Uh, it's it's your boy from Washington. Yeah. Do, do you miss him? Who you thought was going to be better than Hawkinson? <laughs> do, do, do you remember that L little Logan Thomas action? So if he's available, I think he's a really good ad because a lot of people have kind of quit on him. Uh, he's rostered only 47% of leagues. He's averaged, he averaged seven points a week. Um, he got hurt in the Atlanta game, so it doesn't really count. But his first three weeks, 10.57 and 10.2. I think he's a top 10 tight end when he's healthy. And Washington has shown that they're willing to throw the tight end with Tyler Haneke. So I think Logan Thomas is a good tight end add if you're in rough shape. Um. Logan Thomas or Dawson Knox? Ooh, it probably depends on the matchup. Honestly, I, Dawson Knox has been almost matchup proof to a certain extent. He, he's been really, really consistent. Even this week, he was available in the league and I went and picked him up. Just kind of a speculative ad. Six for 80. Solid. Yeah, 10 targets. 
10 targets against Cindy. Yeah. Most of this year, after he was going berserker mode there at the beginning of the season where he had a touchdown and four straight. Um, yeah, I like the Logan Thomas ad. That's, uh, that was a nice recommendation by you. And honestly, he could have been better You're than could have been better than uh, Hawkinson if he didn't get hurt. But that's just he still could be the way that the, that the Lions are throwing the ball the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Adam Troutman scored a season high 16 and a half fantasy points against the Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. Part of it, I think, is because the Eagles, I think, are probably the most tasty matchup for tight ends. Uh, but he's also been playing well of of late. Um, team True. high. Rostered in only 6% of leagues, which is a little too low. Team high, 8 targets, 5 for 58 and a touch. So, 6 targets in Six. each of the last 4. Yep. You know? I, Trev- I like Trevor Sim- Tre- Trevor Simeon's throwing the ball somehow, even though Taysom Hill got a contract extension somehow. He has 23 S- targets from Trevor Simeon, the most. Of anybody on the Saints. And let me throw some hot water on that because Troutman's expected to miss the next four to six weeks with a sprained MCL. So don't add him. What? <laughs> okay. Just kidding. See, this is why. <laughs> the the risk of doing a waiver show on Monday after a Sunday game. So yeah, Troutman, don't add him. He's toast for the rest of the year. Sorry. Hi. I... Okay. Never mind. I don't know how I missed that. Man. I got posted at got posted tonight. Who else are they going to throw to? I mean, our, our I think our Twitter account got hacked at some point and said that Traquan Smith was a league winner. So no, it wasn't. Twi- I'm, I'm it was not, Deontay Harris. Oh, sorry. Yeah, whatever. Still nothing. <laughs> uh, other than that, running or quarterback who. Do you have a running back to add at quarterback? I'm back. <laughs> yeah, running back I mean, to add at quarterback via Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean that that would be the one, right? I I, I don't know who else to suggest if he's gonna have a twenty yard rushing touchdown and he's got uh, McCaffrey to check down to DJ Moore, Dan Arnold who literally had zero catches for zero yards, or even Robbie Anderson to throw to. It's probably Cam as the quarterback add. Uh, I would also take a look at Jimmy Garoppolo, too, who actually has a really favorable matchup down the stretch for oh, San Francisco. Yeah. They they have the easiest quarterback schedule, uh, or sorry, the second easiest quarterback schedule the last three weeks, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. I, I know we've talked up their running backs throughout the year, but they're on average facing the fifth easiest, or they're giving they're facing the defense that gives up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks the last three weeks of the season. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would uh, be the ad, especially this next week against Jacksonville. Couple, two questions for you before we sign off. Uh, first, any closing thoughts on the uh, Monday night football game, Tampa Bay coming away, winning uh, 30 to 10 over the New York Giants? No, I don't think so. Ronnie Jones had that rushing touchdown, which made you super worried as a Fortnite owner, but I don't think you have anything to worry about. And at this point, honestly, I don't think you can start any Giants player. Like if, 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 if you have Gronk, first of all, Gronk should be owned in 100% of leagues if he's available. You have to start Saquon, but that's it. I don't know if you do though. Really? What about like, Kadarius Tony? Be owned, but- what about Kadarius Tony? He had 12 targets. 
that's good, but it's just a shitty offense. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really excited to see what that team looks like. I hope next year without Daniel Jones at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, their, their only touchdown was to an offensive lineman that was playing tight end, uh, which is more touchdowns than Colliday's had this year and also more touchdowns than Tony's had this year. So, yeah. Tampa when, Bay. When, when the, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Tampa Bay, Tampa one of the Bay's worst. Tampa Bay's got talent all over the place. Yeah, but we're still one of the worst secondaries because they're beat up right now. And Danny Jones, and nothing. And Danny yeah. Jones goes for 167, throws two picks, gets sacked twice, QBR of 15. How, how many rushing yards did he have? Because I had the over 20 and a half rushing yards. He had 10. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, God, I'm so bad at gambling. Little- no, I, I, I don't... I, I don't really have any thoughts other than I. it's really hard to start a Giants player. Yeah. On the other side, uh, Ronnie Jones took over a couple series in the middle of the game, sniped the touchdown from Fournette. Not exactly sure what that was about, but... He looks faster than Fournette. He's younger. He's less mileage. Maybe they're going to work him in a little bit more speculative ad, but I would not be worried if I'm a Fournette owner. Okay. And then uh, to your point about Garoppolo, and we've talked about it a couple times the last couple weeks, uh, just the easiness in schedule that Sanford has. Um, do you worry, however, that they might pivot to Trey Lance at quarterback because the schedule is easier? Maybe if they uh, take another loss somewhere along the line, maybe they pivot. And if so, if you think that they pivot to Trey Lance at any point the rest of the season, are you trying to trade away Elijah Mitchell? I don't think so. Okay. Because the schedule is so tasty that I think Elijah Mitchell is going to have 15 plus carries every game, regardless of who the quarterback is. Trey Lance was running the ball a lot against Arizona because they didn't think he could throw the ball against Arizona and were they would rather keep it in his hands than let it leave his hands so it could get picked off because uh, there was a much better chance of him throwing an interception than him fumbling. Right. So I, I'm just not overly concerned. Their, their schedules fantastic uh so i i'm i'm not worried either way uh the only other quarterback that i would want to recommend is potentially ben roethlisberger who looked better post-covid than anybody (laughs) well than aaron Rodgers did uh they have they have uh the easiest playoff schedule week 15 16 17 for quarterbacks tennessee kansas city and cleveland the last three weeks on average, he's facing the third, the the teams that give up the third most fantasy points in those three weeks. It's it's an absolute cakewalk, which means if you have Deontay Johnson or Claypool or even Fire Fryermuth, um, those those are good matchups. Uh, so those would be some people that I'm targeting down here at the end. Um, from the quarterback position would, would be Garoppolo or Roethlisberger if you're, or if you're in tough shape. All right. Well, that does it for the Sackos. Thank you guys for going to manscaped.com and using and getting your 25% off on black Friday. Use code Sackos at checkout. If you miss a quarter of the price is free. Yeah, literally it's like stealing, but not. And that's what matters. 
So it's true. Uh, also, follow us on YouTube. Get us to a thousand followers. Come on, help us out. Please. We'd be very thankful. But that does it for us. Have a good night. Enjoy your family this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.